which is abandoned. Again, he's saying, tell them to restore my altar, which has been neglected. Tell them to restore my altar, which has been contaminated, polluted, defiled, broken. Hallelujah. And so, when the Lord said, restore my altar, which is broken, which lies in ruin in Melbourne, in uh, Maputo, in uh, Maryland, in uh, Sao Paulo, in everywhere, Frankfurt, everywhere. Then he said, restore my altar, which is broken, which lies in ruin. Even with all the pomp and color and the dancing going on there, in the church, you know, in those countries, in, in, in those cities of Australia. With all the lack of holiness, they will still always say, no, we are preaching the original gospel. So in other words, the original blueprint becomes the measure that you can give someone or you can go with to a country and find out, does this church run the original gospel of Jesus? Are we together? So I went through the Bible to find out where is the original blueprint of the gospel that I may now go to these people and tell them, no, 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 no. Unless your gospel, the one you are preaching underscores A, B, C, D. You need to repent. Right? So, when John the Apostle, the beloved uh, disciple of Jesus, wrote the gospels and all those, the epistles, and the book of Revelation, there's only one place at which he finally mentioned this gospel. I want us to use that as a measure, a yardstick, a reference, right? So turn with me right to the book of Revelation, chapter 14, blessed people. If you are ready, do so. Hallelujah. Are we ready? The book of Revelation, chapter 14, step by step, don't worry. It's going to be very easy in a moment once we start opening it up. Revelation chapter 14 is such a powerful scripture that really underscores what the Lord is saying at this hour, including where he wants the church to be. You'll find that this is where the church is and this is where the church ought to be, ought to be at this time, ought to be. Are we together now? Revelation chapter 14, whichever way we are going to reach tonight, and it will continue tomorrow, as you can tell. The book of Revelation, thank you for the powerful PA system. Now everything is set, the sound is perfect. Once you, thank you. Once you mark these graphics, don't change it. You simply switch off. Yeah, you simply switch off. And the settings remain the same. So tomorrow, there is no a lot of hula baloo. We just start right away and move on, right? So, Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 on. Read with me slowly. Don't worry about it. He says the following. Then I saw, the title says, the three angels. And I'll define to you what time it is. What dispensation the Lord is speaking about. And then I'll be able to translate it for you, appertaining to you and now. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now, everybody tuned in there and uh, opened uh, the book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 6 on. He says, then I saw another angel flying in mid-air and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth 
to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Let's stop right there. That is powerful. Because finally I found in scripture a place where the original gospel has been embedded. Where the original standard has been placed. And so if the Lord is saying, restore my altar, which lies in ruin, restore my pulpit that lies in ruin, restore my word, my message that has been removed from the pulpit, I know where to go to now. Because over here, let me explain to you here, in this time, this time that he's talking about here, but I think you rather focus on me for a moment, in this time he's describing here, this is a different time. It is inside the tribulation. Hallelujah. But you see the relevance to what the Lord has spoken at this hour. Because in this time, many things are happening on the earth. The Antichrist is on and is raving and raging. Persecution is on. At the same time in this time, earthquakes are on. Diseases are on. Many things are happening to people on the earth. The wrath has been commissioned. Right? So you can imagine, it is such a mix of cascades and milieu and tempest going on on the earth, right? And you know, at the same time, in this time, if you try to receive Christ or to walk like a Christian or to uphold the word of God, persecution, plus the wrath, the judgment, the earthquakes, everything, the stars shaking and so forth, antichrist raging. And then he's saying, John is saying there, that during this time, with all the happenings on the earth, people are focused here now, then all of a sudden, three angels appeared. Are we together? Three angels appeared. And when the three angels appeared, he said, then I saw another angel. Don't worry about that. That means in all the other visions, he has, he has been seeing other angels. He's simply saying another in that context, right? If you start from Revelation chapter 1, you know he sees them. He moves on with them, right? But now in this context, in this particular matter, in this particular issue, he's saying that while everybody on the earth was like this, earthquakes, what, persecution, then all of a sudden, an angel appeared and began flying in what he calls mid-air. I know some people are saying, Abana, me at this point I need to start writing because I see them just going ahead to write. That's alright, you're going to write, it's your freedom. But he's saying if you focus on me, it's better, we're going to write so much. There is confusion on the earth. And so there is a near synonym because the focus is earthly, things are happening. COVID is knocking people, earthquakes are on, the Antichrist is persecuting, economy is rough, maybe heavens have been shut, there is no rain, the, the economic crisis is on, food prices are up. And then, all of a sudden, an angel appears in mid-heaven. Mid-heaven means the following, the place where the sun is, near where the sun is. An angel appears 
and he begins to fly he, he, began, he begins to fly there he began to fly there and I can tell you that because the angel has come from the presence of Yahweh the presence of the Lord he must have been glowing hallelujah I just shared an example here when Gabriel when Gabriel uh, there's a little baby at the door there when Gabriel uh, put his wings in the glory the glory poured all around uh, covering even where I was where I was asleep until he gained eye contact he might know him quite well because I don't know how much to say for you people um, him, his hair falls this way Okay, I think I won't share more than that, right? I know him very well. His dark hair falls this way. Okay? So anyhow, an angel appears within that tempest. And the angel is glowing. So everybody can see that this angel is from the Father. Hallelujah. Everybody can see this angel has just come from the presence of God. If somebody has been to the presence of God, look what they look like. I can tell you that. If somebody has ever been in the presence of God the Father, look what they look like. Even in Helsinki, during the healing service in Helsinki. And I gave a prophecy before I left that I see the glory cover me totally up to the neck, only leaving the head for people to identify me. And looking away and looking this way also. During the healing service in Helsinki, she is even sitting, the Finnish people are sitting here. The Lord glorified me in the center of Helsinki. How can Helsinki ever go to hell? It is not possible. It is, you are saying? You must enter heaven. Helsinki cannot go to hell because the Lord glorified me in the center of Helsinki. But I'm saying if somebody has been at the presence of God, into the presence of God, met God, spoken with God, this generation, you're so blessed, you have an example. Hallelujah. And so, you can imagine that angel must have been glowing for everybody to know that Apana, he has come from the Father. And look at this now. As he begins flying there, there is a tempest and there is a particular instruction against worshipping of Christ. The Antichrist. He has given a particular instruction to massacre those that choose Christ. Are we together? That is the time, earthquakes and everything, that is the time when suddenly an angel appears. Everybody focus on me. It is like, thank you, I'm glad the people have come in, the teams. Now look at this now. It is like you are in a stadium in Dar es Salaam. Or Dodoma. You are in the stadium in Dodoma, the capital city. And there is a national event. The president seated, everybody seated, people are seated. It's a national event, everybody's on here, seated. Celebrations, dances, speeches, things are happening. Children are singing what before. A big day, a big day, right? School children are enjoying singing and doing things, right? Hallelujah. The program is on. 
And then all of a sudden, the army, the air force of Tanzania now, they now fly an aeroplane. Everybody stops and like this. That was the scenario John is trying to describe here. It's like a function taking place in Abuja. And then at one moment, the Nigerian Air Force make a fly past. When everybody must now stop. Let me say in Uganda. I don't want to say please. I hope you remember Uganda. <laughs> and then the Ugandan Air Force try. So the fly past. Everybody must stop now and do what? Pay attention. Wow. They're flying. Everybody stops. That is the scenario John is raising here. So in other words, nobody can say, oh, I did not hear, I did not see, I just heard about it as a rumor. Not at all. And he's saying to all nations, to tribes, every nation, every tribe, every language, every people, every dialect, every everything, everybody on the earth. But he's saying, that when he looked at this angel flying up in mid heaven depending on the version you read mid air mid heaven the angel was holding the eternal gospel my lord I was holding something precious that we are looking for finally he is holding it my lord huh? the eternal gospel and flying with it up there so this is the point of reference where we want to begin from so now we want to look at the gospel that's being preached in Kenya and the gospel being preached in USA whichever country it is you want to mention and compare it with this eternal gospel that has come directly from God the Father hallelujah He's saying, in other words, comes from nowhere else except from God the Father Himself. Hallelujah. Let me put it better. That the gospel that takes people into the kingdom of God only comes from heaven. Let me give you a vision here that you may understand. In one of those visions, at the throne of God, I know there are new people here. This is too high for you, but just adjust. Just cope with us, right? In one of the visions, he brings me into the throne room of God. Have you heard that or not? The throne room of God. And I describe the golden walkway. Golden. There are two strips. There is one strip, this side, one strip, both sides. Reddish brown, rich gold. And the yellowish gold, also very rich and wealthy. And the yellowish gold, I describe, is more like uh, the gold, that's the gold, the walkway into the throne there. You see, and the yellowish gold, gold part, golden part of the walkway, I describe that. It's as if a tile, a tile for tiling houses, right? Okay, as if, like, like, okay, to bring it to human level, like, right? And uh, that tile, sometimes you think, oh, this tile is cracked, why have you bought it? It is not cracked. It's, there is a design, right? Where it looks cracked, but it's not cracked. 
so the golden walkway is like that. By design, you see as if it's a suture, as if it's like, but it's not a crack. It's actually design, a beautiful design. And while I'm there, then all of a sudden, he that was speaking with me, the person of the Holy Spirit was on the right here, speaking with me and describing to me everything. Within a moment, the cherubim of glory appeared. This is deep stuff, but I have to give it to you. It is time for the church kukoma to mature. It is time we turn out now. I just have to give it to you. In any case, those visions are for you really. I'm just a vessel, right? So now, when the cherubim appear, they are carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And I'm going to describe how they are walking here. How they are walking, I'll describe it here. They are carrying the ark of the covenant of God Almighty. And they are using the staves. One that side, one this way. And they are walking along the golden walkway. And they are walking towards the position of the throne. The position of power that governs entire total, total creation, my Lord. They are walking to that position. Now, now, watch, 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 watch here. I think it's also amazing that someone of this nature has appeared in the church. I think so. I think if there is anything, even if you have not had the message, yes, and I, I took a white cup, I poured water, and then I poured like this live on TV in Kenya. After I'd come from Tanzania. But, uh, I know that in Dodoma, Tanzania, before the conference that night, he also, heaven opened in that vision, and I was standing on the earth, and he came all the way, but this time around, again, like a white dove, like. Do you know the word like? Yes. So, this time, but uh, this is very serious. Uh, he sits and talks with me. So, this is very serious. Extremely. And then talk about the mission, talk about what the Lord has said and so forth. Right? But, in this case again, back to this case. One of the cases I'm trying to describe by the throne, of, uh, throne position on me now. The, he is talking to me here, the person of the Holy Spirit himself, God the Holy Spirit. He's describing to me everything here. And then, the cherubim appear, two of them. Cherubim of glory. They are carrying the ark of the covenant of God inside heaven. And they are carrying using staves, the sticks of the ark. And they are walking, look at this now. As they were carrying, they were walking sideways along the golden uh, walkway, like this. Their head was bowed down. And so I asked him, why are they walking like that? You see, because this is the most holiest place inside heaven. Heaven is holy. Very holy, right? No sin will enter. But boy, the throne of God is serious as you expected, right? Now, they walked like that until they went and placed the Ark of the Covenant, as I'm watching, at the throne position. And the two cherubim that you may know have two different, okay, they have some shared roles, but different roles also. So when they place the Ark of the Covenant at the throne position there, 
Then they all went to the side of the ark and bowed their heads down and covered their wings like this. Now, the one on this side stepped forward and went and peeled a chest. I know you have heard me say this, so most of you are aware about this. And peel the chest. There is a scripture written there. I have never been allowed to tell anyone created by God what the scripture is. Hallelujah. Just prepare. Hallelujah. So, he, he did that and then he went back there. And then they went slightly behind the ark. And then after that, God the Father, Jehovah my friend, the one I called in the cloud, he came now, once the ark of the covenant is there, I can see the golden mercy seat and everything is there. He came now, look, and then he sat, he climbed and sat on the mercy seat there. Much faster now. Stood higher on the he really gained height very fast now on the mercy seat. And then he asked me to go and see, to look inside the ark of the covenant of God while he's there. That is now serious stuff, right? Very serious stuff. That's not the inside of the throne of God and I'm sharing it here even globally on radio now. I know I've shared quite a bit also. But uh, so when I went to see the golden mercy seat now becomes like glass. Clear like glass when God, where the glory of the Lord is on, on the mercy seat now. Now it's like clear glass. And when I looked inside then I saw things inside the ark of the covenant. And then the next thing I realized again, we were sitting, we, we were sitting on one side, the right hand side of the mercy seat of the ark, follow me on this, of the ark of the covenant. Sitting here, sitting here, and we had garment, one with larger bluish, white but larger bluish stripes and so forth, and one with a little thinner, right? But on the other side, was seated Daniel, the prophet of God, lions cannot eat. Alone. And I remember later on, of course, after that, then I asked the Lord, why was he sitting alone on that side? But as we were there, lightning struck the Ark of the Covenant three times. And dreadfully so, very dreadful. It was, uh, like that, like electricity and with some whitish smoke, dread, like white lightning, whatever smoke. Like smoke, whitish smoke coming, dreadfully, very dreadful, and fearfully. Three times. Hallelujah. And inside the Ark of the Covenant, I just mentioned one item I saw there. There are so many, but one, I will mention one because of this message. I saw the, the Bible inside the Ark of the Covenant. So now, he's saying that while all things were happening on the earth, the tempest, persecution, the earthquakes, the, 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 the slaughtering of Christians, the chaos, don't worship Jesus, you'll be killed, whatever. Everything is happening. The tribulation is raging on. The great tribulation. 
diseases, lack of food, whatever. And then at that time is when all of a sudden now the fly past took place. Suddenly an angel appears and the angel is not named. Their names are not given. And he appears, he must be glorious and glory with glory of God. And people know, everybody knows he must have come from God the Father. Directamente in Espanol. And he's saying, as he's flying up there, look at this now. He's holding the eternal gospel in his hands. The other versions call it the everlasting gospel. Right? Because today, the Lord has told us that he wants us to restore the original message back to the pulpit. That's why I have gone to the everlasting gospel. I thank God I found this scripture. Be our reference now. Our measure. Our yardstick. Hallelujah. And he's saying, he's flying with it up there. Everybody has come to a stop and he's looking now. Everything must stop for a moment. And if you look at the time we are in, the time he's talking about, this is the time right before you move into Revelation chapter 15 when the bowel judgments are about to begin. The final and the perfect judgment now. The final one now. The one that if you read Revelation 15, it says, Then I saw a great and marvelous sign. And I told you last time, how? If they are so horrendous and they are the worst in frequency and intensity, how can they be a great and marvelous sign? And I said, for us that love Jesus, they are a great and marvelous sign because we know finally the enemy anamoleosasa. Hallelujah. He's being uprooted finally. Finally he's being overthrown. Finally the kingdom is coming. But when you look at the bold judgments, I read them here when I handled the distress of Daniel, right? They are horrendous judgments in terms of frequency and intensity. It's unbearable, unbelievable. And so right before that judgment happens, it's as though the Lord is making a final call. He's preaching a last call to humanity. Please, repent. Receive the gospel. Receive salvation. Receive Jesus. Because later when you see, after chapter 15, then he closes. Everything is closed. If you didn't receive Jesus, you're done. But why did I take you to the throne of God and to the Ark of the Covenant? And that is the difference between you coming here to attend a conference here and going to somebody else, some apostle, some whatever out there, bring money, registration, what have you, and it, tells, it decides to tell you, he begins to tell you, or decides to tell you how he, I think he moved from, is it rags to riches? Those words both have R, right? Not rhyming really, but R at least. How you move from rugs to riches, right? No. The difference between that and this one is because I can speak to you directly on what God Almighty is saying to the church right now. And everything he's saying, you must have noted, is pointing at the coming Messiah. Come
coming Messiah, coming Messiah, prepare the way, be holy, be righteous, repent, reject sin. I think it's powerful. Instead of sitting in those conferences out there. And that's why you fly all day from Melbourne, Australia, from, from Canberra, Australia, from uh, Prague, uh, Germany, everywhere. You are here. Atlanta, Georgia. From Colombia, Bogota, Medellin, everywhere. From Seoul, South Korea, where we are going back soon. Did Seoul hear me? Where we are going back soon. No, no, rise up. Sit down, sit down. No, 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 rise up, my sons. Rise up, rise up. I just wanted to alert you that we are coming. Sit down. We are coming back. We'll go to Taiwan and then we'll come back. To, we'll come to Seoul, right? How can I forget, forget Boryong, Bushan, Dejan, Inshon? We must come back. But listen to me, everybody. The reason I took you to the throne of God is because I saw the word. I saw the gospel. I saw it inside the ark of the covenant of God in heaven. So when the angel is flying up there with the eternal gospel, now you know I'm a happy. Where he has gotten it from. He has brought it from the holy of holies inside the throne of God where Yahweh himself is. You chose your candle. Glory to Dios. He has picked it from the holy of holies inside the ark of the covenant. Don't, no, no, no. Don't play with the gospel of Jesus. Don't. Don't fool around with the gospel of Jesus. Can you sit down because I want to move on this. He's saying that the gospel of Jesus, the eternal gospel that the Lord wants us to restore at the pulpit comes right from inside the holy of holies of the Lord in heaven, my Lord. So I don't think you have any power or right to fool with it. To convert it around and say to eat a few coins here, get school fees here and rent here. If you want God to give you food, he will just give you food. But don't touch eternity. Don't touch eternity. Don't dare. Hallelujah. And so, when you see the angel flying up there, you can tell where he has picked the gospel from. And he's glowing. He has just come from the presence of Yahweh. And focus on me now. Let us walk step by step and hear what he says, right? Because we have a long night, the people going to airport, but the rest can we stay longer? No, we must. There's a place I want us to reach. Even them, I want them to catch a few things before they leave. So, he says, again, let us read Revelation 14, I'm beginning 6 again, that now you may recap it well. He says, then I saw another angel flying in mid-air, mid-heaven, near where the sun is. And he's saying, and he had the eternal gospel, the other versions, translation say, the everlasting gospel. He had the everlasting gospel to proclaim to who? Look at this now. To proclaim to those who live on the earth. Then he says, to every nation, every tribe, every language, and people. Meaning the eternal everlasting gospel of Jesus. When being proclaimed, 
must be proclaimed to all creation. Hallelujah. To the mountains, to the rocks, to the rivers, to the lakes, to the oceans, and to every tribe, every nation, to every complexion, every race. Hallelujah. To the rich, to the poor, to the sick, to the healthy, to the wealthy, to everybody. Hallelujah. The eternal gospel. The everlasting gospel. He says, tell them to put it back. Put it back. They have changed it around and I'm going to look at that also. What the church is preaching right now. Why the Lord presented that vision. What the Lord observed from the church globally to make him present that vision. To make it commission that action. You'll see very clearly that right now they are preaching a gospel of prosperity at this hour. They are preaching a gospel of flesh. In Spanish they say Evangelio de carne. Evangelio dulce. Evangelio de dinero del mundo. In other words, the gospel of the flesh. A gospel that is, has, is pleasurable. That is sweet to the flesh. A gospel that responding violently my son <laughs> yes, thank you and this gospel of the kingdom again and this gospel of the coming of the Messiah and this gospel of the coming of the kingdom and this gospel of the kingdom will be to all those who live on the earth meaning everybody must be given the opportunity to repent and receive Jesus regardless whether they are billionaire in terms of uh, billion dollars regardless whether they are presidents or they are prime ministers or sultans or kings of this world regardless as to whether they are humble people just a maiden servant in the village whether educated or not whether white or black or Chinese or Latino whatever the complexion he's saying the eternal gospel must be proclaimed all the nations look at this now look at the position where he is proclaiming the gospel from I tell you Everybody gets to hear that that is the gospel and is proclaiming, but every language must do what? Must understand what he's saying. I'll give you an example. For example, when, when Paul Kipchirchir of where? Kabarnet and Enokotiamba and Evelina Chen, I'm just taking one or two cases on the screen. When Paul them off here. So, when Paul keep churchill, oh, when Paul keep when Paul, they even have the original file, really. When Paul keep churchill of Cabernet, that doctor said permanent brain damage. Cannot walk, will never walk. Otherwise, you need a brain transplant. And we have not reached that level yet. 
of just to go and have a salmon brain and put in your brain. No way. The wires are too much. The electrical pathways are too much. Well now, the specialists, the doctors, the hospitals, the equipment, the sophisticated machines, you have been told that cannot, cannot address him. There is no equipment to address his condition. There is no injection to give a cripple and tell him now get up. Injection. Hakuna shindano. Hakuna tembe. There is no pill. When they have said that and finished, and orthopedic surgeons tried with electrical wires and everything, tried with metals and what and failed. And then, the eternal gospel of the Lord is proclaimed and he gets up and walks away, my Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to me. You don't need a Chinese translation. You don't need a Portuguese translation to know what the Lord is saying that the Messiah is coming. Can you sit down? Do you now understand what he's saying? That every language understands. Every tribe understands. When the eternal gospel is being proclaimed, the angels proclaiming every nation, every tribe, every language, every person, every people, every community, they are understanding the wealthy, the poor, the rich, the healthy, the sick, everybody, complexion, muzungu, white skin, yellow skin, black skin, everybody. All the wealth, the wealth of God's family as you see them in different presentations. He said, as he proclaimed the eternal gospel, everybody understood and allowed. Don't tell me, oh, you see, me, I'm just called, I'm just called to be here in, uh, in Netherlands. And so, yeah, I'm just going to be preaching in Dutch. And uh, I said, can you stop that? If you can speak Japanese, go and tell the Japanese the same thing. Hallelujah. Go to Tokyo and tell them the Messiah is coming. Repent. Turn away from sin. Hallelujah. This is serious. And so, can we now walk? Because now you're saying, okay, we preach the same gospel. Okay. Can we now walk? Walk into the gospel and see if that is what this generation is preaching. Are you ready? Let's step by step start the journey. It says verse 7. Verse 7. Remember this is just one. The first of the three angels. Are we together? And then it says the following. So he proclaimed it to the nations and everyone else. To every tribe. Now listen to verse 7. He said in a what? No Did he whisper to anybody? No Did he say apana apana? <laughs> Did he say such a thing? Did he say such a thing? Did he say that let's go slowly with these people? They can turn around and give you such a and strike and harm you most. Not at all. He said, he proclaimed in a loud voice. 
it's like standing in a bus stop and I think I have a daughter here I don't know where she is she, she didn't come from Germany this time right is this true she's not here right Florence she didn't come right so that's alright